your Property Network magazine, the UK's leading magazine for active property investors, presents your property podcast, giving you access to some of the UK's most successful and influential property investors and developers. They will share with you their successes, failures, strategies and tips. So whether you're an experienced property investor or just starting out, Join us every week to help you plan your path to financial freedom. So let's get started with your host, Nina Hirons. Hello and welcome to Your Property Podcast with myself, Nina Hirons, and it's lovely to have you join me. So today I am interviewing another person in property. They are just 32 years old but they already have almost a decade of property investing under their belt. And last year, 32-year-old Plymouth-based Anglos Sanders made the triumphant decision to go full-time property investor. So let's give you a really quick background then. Currently implementing the FLIP strategy for property developments in and around Plymouth, Anglos is also successfully using the LHA rental strategy, but not in Plymouth, but in Leeds, to generate a lucrative cash flow. Now, if that's not enough to keep him busy, he also runs networking events and a Facebook group. So let's talk how, let's talk why, and let's talk where and why, and find out a little bit more about the man behind Pig. So let me introduce to you the incredibly talented and knowledgeable Anglos Sanders. Anglos Sanders, it's an absolute pleasure to have you. Hello, Nina. Hello. Right, really quickly then, for those of you who don't know then, can you kind of explain a little bit about PIG and why you set it up? So um, PIG, or Plymouth Investment Group, um, started about two and a half years ago. Um, I was going to um, various network meetings in the southwest, and I just felt there was something missing in uh, Plymouth, uh, where I'm from, uh, for young entrepreneurs and existing entrepreneurs and people wanting to do different things uh, using different strategies to acquire property. And so um, uh, with the help of uh, my mentor at the time, Trevor Cutmore, he suggested, you know, why don't you, you actually go for it? And um, I did. And we started in October 2013 in my living room. And I think there's about seven of us. And now um, I think the last week we had about 40 odd people. Uh, we meet in a nice hotel um, in the in the city centre, uh, and we meet once a month. And basically, we we talk about all sorts of weird and wonderful things. So, dealing with tenants, how to acquire property um, using various different means such as lease options, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, as well as the um, the tenant tax issues that we've got. So, we've invited local MPs to come and listen to investors' issues um, to try and pass it up the chain. If you if you get what I mean. Um, so yeah, it's, it's absolutely brilliant um, and it's a great way for um, local people uh, as well as people who've travelled you know, 40, 50 minutes to, to come to the meeting um, to just meet up. Uh, we've become more of a community than um, rivals, if you know what I mean, um, in the property world. and We just share lots of information, contacts, a lot of um, JVing together, um, but it's just a good group of people, um, people with zero properties, people with 150 properties and everything in between. Um, and we do like to keep it quite um, casual, so it's not too formal, um, you know, a teacher standing in, in front of the classroom, if you will. We like to make it nice and interactive because everyone has something to bring to the table. And I think um, in a couple of weeks when the next pig is on, so it's the third month day of each month, except for August and December, um, it's the title of um, the, uh, the meet is When Tenants Go Rogue. 
So this is when a tenant leaves your property, you know, smashes it up or leaves owing money and, and you have no idea how to track them down. We have the usual, we have um, uh, from one of the largest solicitors in the city um, coming to talk about your section 21, section 8. But we also like to be a bit different. So we also have um, an ex-special um, branch police officer coming who essentially tracks down and persuades, should I say, um, tenants um, wherever they might be in the country to you know pay up and work with you as opposed to just going silent and, and being rogue so yeah it's it's absolutely brilliant um you know i, I started really because property can be quite a lonely journey and uh, when you're surrounded by people who you know you can bounce ideas off share problems and solutions with it it doesn't seem as if you know you're the only one in the world who's experiencing these kind of problems so it's absolutely brilliant Fab, amazing um I appreciate, I'm sure it's not, you know, it's obviously not been easy, you know, the, like you say, the property journey can be quite lonely, you know, it's incredibly difficult, but I know last year you set yourself the target of leaving your job and becoming a full-time property investor. Can you kind of tell us, like, how did you achieve this and what skills do you think people need to become sort of a successful property, full-time property investor? Yeah, um, I guess it all starts with a plan, really. Um, I, um, in 2000, what would it have been, 12, 13, um, I, I bought a big whiteboard. Uh, which um, I put in front of uh, my bed and um, I had a big year um, number there and I, all the goals I wanted to achieve for the year but I also set the uh, financial freedom date and um, I called it Operation Freedom and I literally attacked it like a like a military operation where essentially you, you start at your end goal and then work back what do I want to do in 24 months, 12 months, 6 months, 1 month, a week, tomorrow and you just work from there. And I'm very pleased that um, I did that because I, I feel half the battle is actually seeing it, visualizing it, writing it down, making it real. Um, because, you know, you will come across so many weird and wonderful obstacles in, in your way, um, both you know, in your mind and in actual problems. And it was, it was, it was difficult. Um, but you, you have to really be positive. You have to really, really want it. It's not just a matter of, yeah, I'm sure by the time I'll, I'll get there, it will be done. You have to get out there and just do it and believe in yourself and you know, don't give up. Put in the hours. Make sure that you're, you're doing a lot more than your, let's say, your rivals, your competitors in the market. Um, because if you, if you are serious about leaving full-time employment, and it is a massive step, and you know, there are some negatives to being um, financially free. I hate to use that term, but you know, I use it in quotes. Um, such as, you know, I'm, I'm 32, I did it last year, for example, but a lot of my peers aren't necessarily um, financially free. So it can be quite lonely, and that's why, you know, PIG and other networking groups are essential to go to because you can network with people who are you know, doing things ahead of you as well as behind, so you can help as well as learn. I think that's very important. Um, and also keep an eye on the big picture. It's all very well. I remember I used to you know, work until... 1.32 in the morning, painting and cleaning, getting ready um, the house for the next day's trades as well as having a full-time job. That isn't necessarily the best use of my time. So it's just putting a value on your time and just saying, you know, is your time more um, worthwhile doing the managing, finding the next deal, finding the JV finance as opposed to being essentially a labourer and working on the project? Yes, okay, you'll push the project along, but you've always got to keep an eye on the bigger picture. Um, but also, you know, it's good in the beginning to be hands-on on the tools so you can get a, a feel for it. You can work with the workers. You know exactly how to work with them um, and find solutions, et cetera, et cetera. But move away from that fairly quickly 
Um, so you can be more of a manager stroke investor as opposed to a labor stroke, you know, someone who's on site all the time. So, yeah, don't give up um, and do what you love because the money will come to you. Um, I find that um, it, property and, and doing flips, et cetera, et cetera, and making money is, is a great passion because it allows you a lot of um, options. Um, you can do so many different weird, wonderful things. You can go back to learning. You can go and do whatever you want. But you have to put in the time first in order to get it, if you know what I mean. Sure, sure. Um, obviously, you've just sort of talked about JV partners, and I know kind of a big stumbling block for a lot of people, kind of before they even got off a start, you know, off a starting line, is money or a lack of it. I know you've kind of discovered about sort of JV partners are an excellent source of finance. Can you sort of give any advice on how to find these sort of potential JV partners for finance? Yeah, sure. Um, only last week, two investors approached me um, privately. One had um, £40,000 and the other had um, what's £80,000 and they both saw what I was doing in the property world, you know, doing flips and making money for both myself and other people. And you know, they know my reputation and they approached me and we're going to do a few JVs together, all being well. Um, but you know, that's kind of after the hard work has happened. So I started really small. Um, I think I needed a, about four or five thousand pounds, and I was just mentioning it to people that you know I was offering a good rate of return, and people started approaching me, and I think people will work with you if they see that you're a good, trustworthy, hard-working person. For example, um, obviously backed up with um, legal contracts that always helps because people tend to develop amnesia towards the end of a, a loan sometimes. So you, it covers both them and you. It's very important to do that. Um, but I've I've always found the project then the funding. And I think when you have um, you know, the deal of the century, shall we say, um, you will go out there and you will be very active in finding JV finance. Um, when you have no choice, when your back, back's up against the wall, you will, you will make that project work. And that's generally what's, what's worked for me. And you know, never judge a book by its cover. Um, I was at a bar, um, I remember telling Ant a few months ago, where um, I was speaking with a gent, I was waiting for a friend, and he had access to £100 million worth of um, funding. Um, and to look at the guy, he was just smoking a cigar, dressed dress very scruffily. You wouldn't ever think of it, but we, we started chatting and, and let people know what you do. Get the word out there. You know, what does Angela Sanders do? What does Nina do? I mean, just let the world know and, you know, it will come to you, I find. Great. Okay. You've obviously, you know, you're, you're talking about doing these flips and I, I know, you know, you do these in Plymouth, but you have started investing for income in Leeds. Mm. I mean, you know, my geography isn't great, and I know Leeds certainly isn't on your doorstep. So, can you kind of explain why you have moved to you know to Leeds to investment, and how how do you manage this? Um, well, yeah, you're right. Leeds isn't <laughs> on the corner from Plymouth for sure. Um, it's about five and a bit hours away from uh, from Plymouth, but I can get there and back on a full tank of fuel. So, I'm, I'm quite pleased with the car. But it was it was quite um, an interesting process. If you could have seen me what a year and a half, two years ago, it was a constant. You know, should I look at flips? Just keep doing flips con consistently because I needed to um, hit my financial freedom date, um, which was last July, and it was just working out which strategy was going to work for me best because I needed the most amount of cash flow as quickly as possible. And so you have a look at all the yield, the best yielding uh, towns and cities across the UK. I think the best one is a small little town somewhere in Scotland, but Scotland is just a million miles away when you're on the other side of the the country. So. Um, Leeds, I felt, was a happy medium, and also I had a, a good uh, relationship with um, a lady up there, um, Sharon Yardley from U Room to Live, and she 
essentially uh, I met about three, three, four years ago and we had a good relationship. But at that time, I wasn't ready to do um, the LHA HMO strategy just because it felt quite um, difficult at the time. And so we, we met up again and, you know, we clicked well. Uh, she's a great investor. She sources, manages the refurbs and then lets out me the properties. And she's managed to get me more than what I hoped to get um, cash flow wise from the investment I, I had. So um, there is an element of being hands off, trusting the letting agent. And maybe the letting agent isn't necessarily going to work first time for you. Maybe you have to go through two, three before you you find your um, your perfect match. But she was quite um, patient and understanding. I can be a bit of a control freak when it comes to these things. But it was a good learning curve for me just to let her get on with it and get out of my own way. I didn't need to have constant updates every day about how the painter was doing, how the you know chippy was doing or whatever else. She just cracks on with it. And that's the whole point of a letting agent. And it's just reminding yourself that you're an investor as opposed to just being a landlord. Um, and I haven't looked back really. Uh, we are looking to do a phase two in Leeds, so to um, to buy some more properties to help push the cash flow up to ten thousand pound net a month. Um, so yeah, it's going great. Um, and the good thing is, working with her, obviously she knows the market intimately, as opposed to me just going up there blind um, and just picking a random street because it looks good on paper. But the reality is, you know, there's a, a crack hole den down the road. You just don't know these things. So it's really, really important to work with people. Um, if you are going to do um, you know, out of town investing, then to work with people who know the area, grew up there intimately. Okay, great. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you've got you know, an awful lot of projects under your belt. But I think sort of looking into kind of what you've done, I think one of your really interesting projects, which people are probably going to sort of raise their eyebrows, I think, and how did you do this, but was turning a two bed into a five bed HMO. And then I understand you marketed it by having a party. Can you kind of tell us just a little bit more about that? Like, how did you do it? Yeah. <laughs> well, the party or the property. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so basically, this house, um, which was very close to university in Plymouth, and um, I wanted to expand my student portfolio at the time. And it was, I felt, it was mismarketed by the agent. Um, it was, it, it had end value. Um, so fully optimized five bedroom HMO value as opposed to the reality of what it actually was. Um, so they mismarketed it completely. So I went in there, had a, a chat with the agent. They worked with me and essentially we, we changed a two bedroom house into a five bed HMO. And you would think, how the hell do you, you know, do that? Um, well, <laughs> it took it took eight weeks of planning and being the control freak I am and you know wanting to know all the ins and outs of what was going on with the planning department uh, which you know two months is a long time of just waiting refreshing the web page every minute should I say um, to see if there's been any updates on your application and then it all happens at the at the very end it you know it can be quite a nerve-wracking time because obviously you're investing a lot of time and money into this um, but because it was uh, C-free um, and I needed to change it to C4 uh, which is a multi house of multiple occupation uh, because of Article 4, that great thing they brought out into the city. Um, <laughs> it came down to doing your research, looking through their 90-page document, and just making sure you um, you cross all your T's, dot all your I's when you submit your planning application, because obviously I don't want to be wasting anyone's time. And, and I wanted to get the house ready for September, which was already going to be really cutting it fine. So it came down to um, putting on a suit, going round and knocking on um, each house um, door, uh, within a 100-meter area, uh, which the uh, planning people wanted to find out what the concentration of HMOs were, 
uh, within 100 meters, and I think it had to be over 90%. I was quite fortunate because knocking on the doors in a suit, having um, a, uh, a pen and a, and a piece of paper makes you look quite official. So people quite um, open with the information they gave you, and they told me, yes, this house is multiple application. Yes, there's many flats here. So it's great building up my own map because then when you presented the council, you, you look like you've done your homework, you can calculate it to a percentage. And I think it was 91% occupant, HMO occupancy um, saturation, shall we say, within the 100 meter area. So it was really great. And we, and we got the planning approved and it was literally back to back. So we finished one other flip project and we jumped literally straight onto this one. And we had, what, six to eight weeks to complete it. Um, and we, um, there, some of the rooms are 10 meters by five meters, so we could easily um, chop it in two um, and add um, on suites. And we're very lucky working with um, some local um, surveyors, uh, Baron Surveying. They're absolutely brilliant because they managed to find me an extra bedroom, which I hadn't even considered. And we managed to put on suites into every bedroom, which was brilliant because it helped sell the house. So that's its unique selling point. But on top of that, we had um, a hot tub jacuzzi. In one of the bedrooms. Now, as you can imagine, hot tub jacuzzi and students, the parties and the fun you can have in there. So it was brilliant. Um, the work was intense. We were there, you know, many many times working late into into the evening, stroke morning. But we managed to get it done and to really high standard. We converted a garage as well, a really large double garage into a nice bedroom with ensuite, and it worked really really well. It's a lovely lovely house, um, and we retained many of the original um, features from the 19th century that that were there. Um, but the problem we had was that we missed the the time that we could find a group of five people that we could easily slot in and, and start getting it rented. And, and late August was upon us and, you know, we had no inquiries and the house was still a building site, essentially. So we had a massive push. We had seven people there on site and we, over the period of two, three days, we painted the hell out of this house. And it was just amazing how many, how, how much you can get done when you throw people at it. And it got to a point where it's like, well, you know, I'm really pushing it online, word of mouth. I'm letting everyone know there's a Facebook page, but no one's coming. And you just think, Christ, you know, you know drastic times, drastic measures, that kind of thing. So I printed out, I don't know, 100 odd flyers um, just saying there's going to be a big party at the house on such and such date, late August, I think it was. Um, free pizza, free drinks, et cetera, et cetera. Come and have a look. And I went around town handing out flyers to every Tom, Dick and Harry businesses. I, I spoke to several businesses and we put them up in their, their windows and we managed to get loads of people come and it was a great success. We could have filled it up two, three times over, but it's just, it goes to show you have to sometimes go um, above and beyond what is, what is standard to, to get your, your goals achieved. And ver we're very pleased that we, we got it um, let out and I let it out for a year and f well, one, one and a half years, give or take. And um, I sold it on because I felt that the student market here in Plymouth was, was changing and I reinvested that money. But it was a great, great time, great adventure. And I really enjoyed it. Amazing. Right. Angelus, I could talk to you forever. I really could. But obviously, <laughs> time is running away with us. Um, quickly, if somebody wants to get in touch, touch with you, what's the best way to do this? Oh, sure. Um, obviously, um, get in touch with me by email, which is Angelos Sanders, A-N-G-E-L-O-S Sanders, S-A-N-D-E-R-S at gmail.com, or go to my website, um, www.pig.network, and you'll find various bits and bobs about me and how to contact me. And it'd be great to have a chat with you, share stories, ideas, etc., etc. Fabulous. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. No worries. Thank yes. you, Nina. 
Well, what can I say apart from thank you all for joining me and I hope you enjoyed listening to Angelos as much as I enjoyed interviewing him. His motivation and drive to succeed is incredibly inspiring and contagious and he's just another example of how open the property industry is, you know, with sharing their knowledge and experience with you. So I hope you'll join me again next week as I speak to another fantastic guest as we talk all things property. Until then... Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. Head over to yourpropertynetwork.co.uk or find us on Facebook for more information and how you can sign up to the UK's leading magazine for active property investors. You can grab your first copy completely free at www.yourpropertynetwork.co.uk forward slash sign up and you will also receive our full digital edition collection and audio library, packed full of recent case studies and example deals, plus a copy of Simon Zucci's bestseller, Property Magic, that retails at £12.99, absolutely free. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and never miss an episode by subscribing to our weekly podcast. Until next week.